just hours away from a historic moment in America. Today is such a historic day. We are about to witness an unprecedented moment in American history. It's never happened before. Huge day ahead. This is an unprecedented historic day. This truly historic arraignment, the first time in U.S. history a former president has been arraigned for criminal activity. Oh, get over yourselves. We know it's a scam. Everybody knows it's a scam prosecution, historic, unprecedented. They're just saying that stuff to make themselves feel more important. This is hideous. This is unjust. But we are not shocked. We've seen it before. Here he is in courtroom, uh, totally political prosecution, just like two months ago when he was in another courtroom. Um, hey, there were moments today, though, that were, quite frankly, pretty cool. <laughs> if you got problems, why not arrive at your problems in style? It seemed like he was the president of the United States. You know, they say unprecedented, historic. Let me tell you what's unprecedented. Donald Trump and what he did for this country and how he turned politics upside down in the best way. You know how furious they are with him? Furious, they can't stand it. The very first time he runs for office, public office, it's president, and he wins. He beats all those professional politicians, 15 Republicans and Hillary Clinton, and they can't stand it. They hate it for that. Oh, by the way, 74 million votes in November of 2020, more votes than any sitting president in American history, yet Biden, Beat him. Hmm. Joe Biden. One of the reasons why this is all happening, oh, by the way, is because, well, Joe Biden, major, major revelations are coming out into the public. They can't keep this contained for too much longer, can they? Bribery allegations, very credible bribery allegations stemming from that stuff in Ukraine and China. House Oversight Committee is making progress. Another reason why they're going after Trump right now, the billionaires, the Republican billionaires, they really like Ron DeSantis, but uh, sorry, he's not ready yet. I'm not coming up to me, talk to me. What are you talking about? I'm not here working with people. Are you, are you blind? Are you blind? He doesn't know how to work a room. I, the, the, gotta have, he's got to work on his political skills yet. I know, great job in Florida. Someday could be president. But look, whether you like him or not, He's not going anywhere. Trump is beating him by like 40 points in the polls. So you got Biden, you got um, uh, DeSantis not going anywhere. Rhinos are freaking out. And you got crazy liberals everywhere. Trump derangement syndrome is in full effect. A couple of things that you might not have seen today because the media uh, deliberately censored it, actually. After the arraignment, he goes to this popular cafe, Versailles, in in Miami, and people are just totally delighted to see him. And there's this beautiful moment. Um, ministers and I think some rabbis kind of uh, put their arms around him and, and, put, and pray over him. Absolutely beautiful. And what did the fake news do? Um, <laughs> I happen to have MSNBC on at just the moment he went into the cafe. Watch. I want to explain the picture on our screen. Trump has gone to really a, a famous um, t a place that all Republican candidates, actually probably Democratic candidates, go as well. Um, it's Versailles. It's in Little Havana in the Miami area. Um, he's still a yeah. candidate for president. That's the picture over your um, brilliant words. We don't need to see that anymore. We know where he is. Um, 
Garrett, what is the, um, if, if at all, any any discussion? Yeah, about we don't need the, to see the president of the United States. We just need to see you try to be intellectual with your granny glasses on and off. Nicole Wallace, total rhino swamp creature, defender and supporter and promoter of the Iraq war. Over on CNN, what happened? Same moment. Wow. Let's see the president of the United States. Meet people after that historic moment. After all, today's a historic day, day, right? Everything's unprecedented. Watch what they did. Let's remember what this case is about. Let's remember what this indictment charges. Again, Donald Trump is charged with a series of federal felonies for mishandling the most sensitive government documents that we have and for obstruction of justice, along with Walt Nauta, who is charged with intentionally setting up lies to the grand jury to the FBI. Any way you look at this, and again, despite whatever may be going on in that restaurant, this case isn't going to be settled legally in a cafe. It's going to be settled in the court based on the, the facts and law. The folks in the control room, I don't need to see any more of that. He, this, he's trying to turn this in. He's trying to turn it into a spectacle, into a campaign ad. That's enough of that. We've seen it already. Uh, let's go over again the 37 charges that Donald Trump is facing. All right, Jake saw enough, but what about the viewers of CNN? It's more interesting than watching you with the same thing with the glasses, try to look intellectual. It's uh, these people are the worst broadcasters in the world and they wonder why uh, they are failing. Um, all right. You know what, everybody? You know, what we don't have enough of in America, quite frankly, shame, shameless. Shameless is, is kind of defined so much of our culture, our political system in the media, having no shame, no guilt, no remorse over something considered wrong. For instance, the Hunter Biden laptop. Uh, has that received adequate coverage? Of course it hasn't. And Joe Biden shamelessly lied to the American people. We all saw it. Oh, there are 51 intelligence executives uh, who say this is, uh, this is Russia disinformation. He shamelessly lied. And now we're getting more shamelessness from the special counsel, Jack Smith, as our friend Mark Simone says. Is that his real name? Take a look. Our laws that protect national defense information are critical to the safety and security of the United States, and they must be enforced. Violations of those laws put our country at risk. Violations of those laws, right? He's like an out-of-control hall monitor. Violations of those laws. You know, when a cop pulls you over, everybody's gotten pulled over, right? Um, it can go a couple of ways. It depends how much you were speeding. It depends how fast other people were driving, but they can ruin your day, right? They can get you out of the car, give you a sobriety test. They want to check your insurance. They could write you 15 tickets if they want to, if they abuse the system. We love law enforcement, but let's face it. There's some guys out there that aren't so hot that get carried away with the power. The laws, a violation of our laws. You know, it's a crime to take the tag off a pillow, right? <laughs> don't do that, especially if you're in the pillow business. Under penalty of law, this tag is not to be removed. All right. I don't mean to trivialize this too much, but I think we all have to get a little bit real. I want to go to the indictment now. Uh, let's see here. After Trump's presidency, the Mar-a-Lago Club was not an authorized location for the storage, possession, review, display, or discussion of classified documents. Well, uh, debatable for sure. Uh, actually, I'll get to that in a second. During the presidency, it certainly was a forum for all of those things. That's President Trump with President Xi of China. And where are they walking? 
the grounds of Mar-a-Lago. Yep, that is the same place. And it looks like it's very much set up to handle all kinds of things. Mar-a-Lago served as the Southern White House. This is not the United Nations. This is Mar-a-Lago, all right, right here. This also is Mar-a-Lago. happens to be the same room where I interviewed the president about uh, five weeks ago or so. Let me ask you this. Is the garage of Joe Biden a place for the storage, possession, review, den, or kitchen, or the Biden Penn Center in downtown Washington, D.C., where classified documents were found, huh? <laughs> of course not. But somehow this is all irrelevant, and the documents go way, way back to a point where Joe was not president, not vice president, just a lowly senator from Delaware. I, I made voluntarily, no one's had to threaten to do anything, voluntarily open every single aperture I have with the house, offices, everything, for them to come and look and spend hours searching my home, invited them. Nobody, and so, and the best of my knowledge, the kinds of things they picked up were things that from 1974, and stray papers. There may be something else I don't know. <laughs> wow. 1974, he implicates himself whenever he opens his mouth and the media cover for him. If Donald Trump is in trouble, who has the greatest excuse ever because he's president and had authorization to have this stuff, what about him? What about Mike Pence? You know, he had all this stuff in his lake house. He did. Now he denied it like crazy. Our staff reviewed all of the materials in our office and in our residence to ensure that uh, there were no classified uh, materials that that left uh, the White House or remained in our possession. And I, uh, I, I remain confident that that was done in a thorough and careful way. A thorough and careful way. He seems to be speaking in a very careful way for some reason because this this kept coming up. Do you see any reason for anyone to take classified documents with them leaving the White House? Well, there'd be no reason to have classified documents, particularly if they were in an unprotected area. <laughs> you notice we circled his foot. I want to now zoom in on the foot as he's saying no classified documents. Look at what his foot's doing. Turn up. Leaving the White House. Well, there'd be no reason to have classified documents, particularly if they were in an unprotected area. <laughs> I think he's squirming a little bit. I think he knows something that he's not saying. Yes, Mike Pence, the good old, you know, uh, I'm a great guy. Just ask me. Well, something's up. Something is absolutely rotten in the swamp. Something, everything, everything. How about mutinous Mark Milley? Oh, boy, this guy, this troublemaker. It's funny. He can run around town telling secrets, classified stuff to every reporter, every author, as long as it's negative, anti-Trump, it's okay. Maybe it should be a crime if we're going to hold people to these standards, but watch. There's another book coming out next year that is reporting that General Milley also warned Trump against a possible strike on Iran. After the 2020 election, President Trump repeatedly brought up the subject of Iran with Chairman of the Joint Chiefs, General Mark Milley. Milley had to argue against President Trump taking military action to strike Iran. General Mark Milley, the top American general, was worried the president might try to order military strikes on Iran.
So everybody knows about this classified plan. I mean, this is classified stuff. He's not supposed to be going around talking about this, and he is. And Donald Trump actually had a different view of it. It wasn't my idea. It was your idea. So uh, Donald Trump wanted to get that out, apparently. Let's go to the indictment. And I have grave doubts about all this stuff. But uh, it goes as follows. During an audio recorded meeting with a writer, Trump told individuals that the plan was highly confidential and secret. Trump also said as president, I could have declassified it. And now I can't. You know, but this is still a secret. Trump showed a representative of his political action committee who did not possess a security clearance, a classified map related to a military operation. This is in an indictment. This is insane. Everybody in Washington knows that this is insane. And if they're not, if they don't, they might just be insane. Bob Woodward, perhaps the most celebrated writer by the fake news in the history of fake news, who writes these books all the time and his big claim to fame, he puts secret stuff in the books. People tell him secret stuff. He brags about it. Talk to 100 people, countless documents. You have details of some 40 meetings with the president and his advisors. Were people just eager to talk? The beginning of the project, one of the president's top advisors said to me, you're not going to find many deep throats around here. And by the end of the process, he was reading his own notes of the top secret meetings. Notes from a top secret meeting are top secret. Those are classified as well. How about that? Everybody just giving it up for Bob Woodward, and he gets awards for that. He gets praise for that. He gets millions and millions of dollars for that. Something is wrong, obviously, huh? George W. Bush and Dick Cheney. They leaked all kinds of stuff to promote a bogus war, to say there were weapons of mass destruction when there were no weapons of mass destruction and thousands and thousands of American troops lost their lives. Maybe more than 100,000 innocent Iraqis lost their lives. Yet, those are swamp dwellers, and they don't like Trump. This is astounding in the New York Times, and nobody, they're, they're counting on us not understanding this. They're counting on the American people not knowing this stuff, okay? Number one, point one, New York Times, 2006, April, reads as follows. That President Bush authorized an aide to disclose classified intelligence on Iraqi weapons comes as no shock to official Washington. That should come as a shock to everybody. Uh, next, please. The silly leaking of secrets has long been a favored tool of policy debate, political combat, and diplomatic one-upsmanship. Wow. They talk about the swamp. They talk about the Beltway being different from the rest of the country. It certainly is. Apparently, this stuff has been going on for a long time. According to uh, this history professor, Rick Schenkman, we've had leaking of this kind since the administration of George Washington, said Rick Schenkman a presidential historian at George Mason University. Did George ever talk about anything classified? Did they try to arrest George Washington? Of course not. You know, I lived in the Beltway for about four years. Two of those years, I was a White House correspondent. Got to fly on Air Force One all over the world. It was very cool, but not too cool. I wasn't, quite frankly, too impressed. And when it comes to classified documents, I have a little bit of experience there. When I was in the military, nine years active duty, about a dozen in the reserves, occasionally I would handle classified material. And I can tell you what they're doing right now is a crime against Trump. 
totally is. But they're counting on the American people not understanding classified documents and even those legal analysts who pop on TV, including Fox News. How about that? Fox News. Listen to what they're putting on Fox News lately. But in this case, the three pillars of the case are basically the testimony of Evan Corcoran, his former lawyer, who's a former federal prosecutor. The next pillar, the surveillance videos, hard to attack the credibility of surveillance videos. And then you have the FBI agents who executed the search warrant. They'll be tough to attack on credibility grounds as well. So Jack Smith, from a strictly legal standpoint, from a strictly prosecutorial standpoint, has a pretty strong hand here. All right, let's go. Are you crazy? Are you on drugs? Uh, am I hallucinating here? Number one, they got a lawyer to testify, President Trump's own lawyer to provide evidence against him. And this guy is not horrified. Everybody should be horrified. What was the next strong pillar? Surveillance video in his own house. Surveillance video of Donald Trump and his people. Surveillance video. Wow. Civil libertarians, where are you? And what was the last thing? The FBI. Ooh, hard to attack the FBI. Are you kidding me? You probably didn't read the Durham report. Nobody read the Durham report. It was barely covered, even by conservative media. But that outlined thorough and complete corruption inside that FBI. Absolutely. When you have two senior people speaking like this, <laughs> Trump's never going to become president, right? No, we will stop it. And they don't get handcuffs put on them. Something is really, really wrong. But look. This stuff is noise. It's not going to stop Trump. And here's why. Us. Us. But we got to be active. we got to stay engaged. I know life can get very busy. There are basketball games to watch, right? Forget that stuff. Stay active. Write letters. Get on social media. Put your opinion out there. What do you think, huh? Easier said than done. I mean, we all have our errands. In fact, today I had to bring my daughter to the dentist for the very first time. Little Adelise, okay? And she's hopefully the first of many, many, many trips to the dentist. Um, no cavities, by the way. All right, thanks, and I'll be right back. Today we witnessed the most evil and heinous abuse of power in the history of our country. Very sad thing to watch. A corrupt sitting president had his top political opponent arrested on fake and fabricated charges of which he and numerous other presidents would be guilty right in the middle of a presidential election in which he is losing very badly. All right, President Trump speaking at Bedminster, New Jersey, just a little while ago, got back from Miami, made a speech. It's almost like he's president. This was a great speech. Uh, let's see a little bit more. This day will go down in infamy and Joe Biden will forever be remembered as not only the most corrupt president in the history of our country, but perhaps even more importantly, the president who together with a band of his closest thugs, misfits and Marxists tried to destroy American democracy. But they will fail and we will win bigger and better than ever before. I'm loving it. How about you? A little bit more. Just yesterday, Senator Grassley revealed that the Burisma executive who allegedly paid the bribe reportedly has Crooked Joe on tape. They have 17 tapes, I understand. That was, he must be a nice guy to deal with, right? The guy from Burisma, nice company. 
They got him and Hunter on 17 different tapes, supposedly. But the FBI isn't showing them. Remember, they impeached me for asking a simple question about Biden's corrupt dealings in Ukraine. And now they see that once again, I was right. I was right. I was totally right. All right. That is President Trump off there. We're kind of zoomed out, but that's okay. Uh, More. Now that the seal, so important, is broken. The seal is broken by what they've done. They should never have done this. This was an unwritten rule. You just don't unless it's really bad, but you just don't. But the seal is now broken. In addition to closing the border and removing all of the criminal elements that have illegally invaded our country, making America energy independent and even dominant again, and immediately ending the war between Russia and Ukraine, I'll have it ended in 24 hours. I will appoint a real special prosecutor to go after the most corrupt president in the history of the United States of America, Joe Biden, and the entire Biden crime family. Name a special prosecutor. And all others involved with the destruction of our elections, our borders, and our country itself. They're destroying our country. And when I'm reelected, and we will get reelected, we have no choice. We're not going to have a country anymore. I will totally obliterate the deep state. We will obliterate the deep state. And we know who they are. I know exactly who they are. They want to take away my freedom because I will never let them take away your freedom. It's very simple. They want to silence me because I will never let them silence you. They want you silenced. And I am the only one that can save this nation because you know they're not coming after me, they're coming after you, and I just happen to be standing in their way, and I will never be moving. On November 5th, 2024, justice will be done. We will take back our country, and we will make America great again. Thank you. God bless you all. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great job. Thank you. Pretty damned awesome, if you ask me. President Trump just wrapping up over there, Bedminster, New Jersey. What a wild day. Um, All right. Do me a favor. Text Trump to 39747. And you'll be prompted to answer a question. Do you think he's guilty or innocent? I mean, come on. All right. You watch this show. You know what the answer is. He's innocent. But please answer the way you feel. And we'd very much appreciate it. We'd share the results with you. And um, it helps us get things done around here. So uh, if you don't mind, and I'll be right back. Hey, it's Tony Marino. You know the old saying, good things come in small packages. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier is about the size of your hand, but powerful enough to kill viruses, mold, and odors quickly. I now have a couple of these in my home, and it is amazing how we can actually smell cleaner, fresher, healthier air in our home. My wife, who suffers from allergies, is especially happy with it. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier uses proven oxy technology to purify the air. 
I don't know all the technology. I just know it works. And because it's not a filter, you don't have to keep on buying filters. It has no filter. You just plug it in. And right now you can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack for whole home protection. Simply go to EdenPureDeals.com and put in discount code GREG to save $200. That's Eden, E-D-E-N, PureDeals.com, discount code GREG, and shipping is free. Jack Smith, this is the special counsel going after President Trump. Strange dude, right? I mean, the purple smock, a job in Europe. What is going on with this guy? Uh, Anyway, you saw him on Friday announcing the indictment of President Trump, right? Uh, There he is. President Trump saw, saw him, I guess, in court today. And just a few minutes ago, President Trump had a lot to say about this guy, about, quite frankly, I'm sorry, his wife, total partisan. You can't be married to a Democrat operative when you have that kind of role. Um, Listen to this. It's no wonder this raging lunatic was shipped off to The Hague to prosecute war criminals using globalist tribunals, not beholden to the Constitution or the rule of law. Two things Jack Smith clearly disdains. You take a look at this guy. He looks like a thug. But then I watched him make a speech the other day, and he was trembling. It wasn't his territory. He feels much safer in the inner sanctums of the Department of Injustice, where he can be in his room and scream at people. He's a raging and uncontrolled Trump hater, as is his wife, who also happened to be the producer of that Michelle Obama puff piece. Total puff piece. This is the guy I've got. Well, he's right. We've reported that on this show. Jack Smith is married to, uh, hey, look, uh, Katie Shevney, is that her name? Uh, Let's see. Donated big time to Democrats. Uh, How much money? Many thousands of dollars. Uh, Well, $2,000. Biden for president. Biden victory fund. Look, you find another prosecutor, not one who's married to uh, this person. They can be married. He can still, but you can't have her. And she produced that puff piece movie, Becoming, which, oh, by the way, is a bad movie. I mean, this has got to get an award. You know, they have award for the worst movies. Uh, They had that award for a long time. This has got to be one of them. She produced this movie. This is an actual scene of becoming Michelle Obama. This really happened in a movie. Oh, I thought you were wearing the pink, John. No, that was for That's earlier, like, and then that had food on it. <laughs> that was for the, the day. That looks like two belts. It's one belt, but it's three separate. Oh, it's got a top belt, too. Oh, I see, I see. But it's not separated? No, it's one belt. And it goes on like this. And is that the style that had It's her family admiring Michelle's belt. After she just gave a speech about, guess what, Michelle. Then it goes on like this, this conversation about a belt. One of the worst movies ever and produced by the wife of Jack Smith. Hey, you can be married, but you can't have that. Jo- you, can- you can't have this job. You can't have this assignment unless, of course, you're on a, uh, an mission to take out Trump, no matter what the cost, no matter what the damage to the country. Who's going to win, this guy or Trump? I know where my money is. I'll be right back. All right, so for more on the latest legal atrocity to befall President Trump, totally ridiculous, isn't it? 
We turn now to one of the unsung heroes of the Trump administration. Uh, he was the former assistant attorney general at the DOJ, Jeffrey Clark. Uh, Mr. Clark, welcome back to Newsmax and uh, uh, much gratitude for all your work during the uh, administration. And we'll develop that uh, the next time you're on. But first off, welcome. And what would you think of today? Well, uh, Greg, thanks for having me on. My reaction in a sentence is that this is the harbinger of a late stage republic, a nation in decline. And we can't allow the light of the republic to go out. We have to resist this you know, tyranny. And that's not an exaggeration. It's an attempt to create a one party state, a one party government. And we know what happens to nations that go in that direction. They they tend to fall off, uh, at least for a time, that the edge of history as they go through very bad times. And I think that's what we're witnessing. And that's why there has to be maximum energy uh, and, and force uh, in terms of uh, advocacy to resist it. And they know what they're doing. This whole thing with uh, classified documents, they know it's a scam. They must. I want to show you something from The New York Times. This is from 2006. All right. These this is the Washington playbook. All right. This is the Bush administration uh, for President Bush. First a leak, now a jam uh, that President Bush authorized an aide to disclose classified intelligence on Iraqi weapons weapons comes as no shock to official Washington. Next, the leaking of secrets has long been a favored tool of policy debate, political combat and diplomatic one upsmanship. Next, we've had leaking of this kind since the administration of George Washington, said a professor and historian at George Mason University. Uh, they're exploiting this, I think, in part because the people have no clue when it comes to classified documents, and they're kind of in awe of it a little bit. Well, I think that's right. And, Greg, look, there, too many documents are classified. There needs to be a reform of that system. And then once it's kind of like Roach Motel. Once something goes in, it doesn't come out. Uh, and that also needs to change. Uh, there's so much, you know, obsolete information and so on that still remains classified. So it becomes the kind of thing that they can spring as a trap and the kind of thing that the intelligence community, which is the, the real deep state, can use against any uh, president or any other politician that they oppose. It's very dangerous. It's a, something that needs to be gotten under control. And in terms of how they proceeded against President Trump, I think one reason that they have settled on the territory of trying to use the Espionage Act is because the Espionage Act's uh, term of art is not classified information. So that sidesteps all of the uh, issues of Trump saying, well, these documents were uh, declassified. Uh, and instead, um, the term of art in the Espionage Act is national defense information. And so that's precisely why they've been emphasizing uh, this call from done from Bedminster, apparently, we're going to hear from uh, you know, uh, President Trump uh, uh, today. And so, uh, you know, that's that that's uh, that Iran uh, related call. That's sort of what they think their ace in the hole is to use the Espionage Act. So the Iran uh, related call uh, where he allegedly showed something to someone, uh, a writer. I mean, Mark Milley was doing that all over town. Bob Woodward has been getting secrets from everybody uh, since, you know, he started uh, his career. He makes his money that way. This is phony. We all know it. Let me ask you something. If Trump is able to get back sure. into power, and I think he will, actually, I think he's going to win. I hope he does. The opposition will be overwhelming all over again uh, in the deep state. How is he ever going to? Because... They're not going to give up if he wins. They're going to do anything to prevent that. But if he gets in there, 
then what? Well, Greg, I think uh, that the President Trump has learned uh, a trick or two or five uh, since he uh, started as president. I don't think that he is going to fill his administration with either infiltrators or establishmentarians. You know, in inherently, when you're talking about uh, hundreds of positions to fill as political appointees, some folks are going to kind of slip in, but I think they'd also be quickly identified. So that's that's one thing I think that's going to be very different. And I share the same hope that you have that President Trump will return to taking uh, his oath under the Constitution on a Bible on uh, January 20th, 2025. Tactically speaking, um, can he put this off until after the election and would that be in his interest to you know kick this down the road there are all kinds of delaying things that lawyers can do or is a speedy trial uh preferable no i think it, it there are a lot of threshold issues here a lot of evidentiary fights that are going to have to play out a lot of you know this is probably an unfamiliar term for a lot of folks who aren't lawyers interlocutory appeals i think might also mark this case and then there's going to be a lot of discovery in particular because there's kind of a reference to Hillary Clinton. So there's going to be there are going to be big fights about getting access to DOJ's Hillary Clinton uh, records so that an argument could be made that there's selective prosecution violation of equal protection here. So there's a there's a morass of legal issues to fight. I think it's going to take a long time and I think it could easily take it beyond November of next year. Are you disturbed, as I am, that lawyers uh, who were working for President Trump were somehow maneuvered, uh, whether coerced or somehow into testifying, providing evidence against their client all throughout the indictment? Yes. You know, the lawyer number one said Trump told him this. Trump told him that, according to the lawyer. Whatever happened to attorney client privilege? I know that there's some way they can get around that. Uh, I guess, how, it sounds totally outrageous. And no one's talking about it, by the way. Well, I think that, uh, you know, that's one reason why I think they engaged in forum shopping for all the preliminaries before they brought the indictment uh, to uh, D.C. so that they could uh, use that to pierce lawyer-client privilege. And look, it's part of the, the playbook of the left and the Democrats at this point. You know, they used it against me. I got uh, subpoenaed to go in and testify to the January 6th committee. I told them, look, this is privileged, you know, five ways to Sunday. I have a letter from President Trump's lawyer telling me to invoke executive privilege. The Justice Department told me that it's uh, what I had worked on was law enforcement privileged. I thought it was also attorney-client privilege because I think the executive branch is one person. It is the president. Uh, and so if you're a lawyer and advising the president, then lawyer-client privilege and ethics attached there. Benny Thompson dispensed with that in mm. the course of an afternoon. And so then I invoked my Fifth Amendment right. And otherwise, right, they would have been, uh, you know, grabbing, uh, you know, legal advice and, and splaying that on the front pages of The New York Times, too. It's, it's their playbook. They used it successfully because they were largely having secret proceedings that the public couldn't see. But now, uh, Greg, all that's going to have to come out. They're going to have big fights about whether Judge Cannon agrees with the rulings from D.C. And uh, someone somewhere has got to hold Joe Biden, who never had authorization to bring this stuff to his house as a vice president or as a senator, uh, or at least keep it there. Uh, how this happened, the whole famous Corvette situation. I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week, people and by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage. Okay, so it's not like you're sitting out in the street. So the but street anyway, was in a locked garage. yes, as well as my Corvette. 
just the weirdest thing in the world. And somehow that's A-OK in the swamp. Sir, we have to leave it there. I appreciate it so much. Uh, Jeffrey Clark, former assistant attorney general. To be continued, sir, and many thanks. Thanks, Greg. You bet. We'll be right back. Well, courtroom sketches today of President Trump in federal court. And quite frankly, these are pretty cool pictures. Uh, they made him look pretty damn good, impressive. Uh, it's true. And the whole thing, quite frankly, is backfiring on the prosecutors. He's coming out ahead. Uh, this is all going to work out. That's my firm belief. But uh, let's bring in some experts and some commentators. we got a great panel with us. We'll start with Joe DeGeneva, former United States attorney for Washington, D.C. Joe, am I being overly optimistic? I probably am, but that's how I feel. What do you think? Well, um, I have great confidence in the president's inner strength and his ability to sustain himself under this outrageous abuse of power by the prosecutors. This is a criminal case. You never know what's going to happen. I expect him to produce a very good defense with substantial motions to dismiss and motions to suppress prior to trial. I expect it to be a lengthy process, and I don't believe there will be a trial before the election. I can't believe they got the lawyer to testify or to give evidence to the investigators, to the justice, one of Trump's own lawyers. That is the most outrageous. That we all should be outraged by that. Attorney-client privilege, that's a real thing that they threw out the window and they used some technicality to make that happen. Right, Joe? Yes, yes, it was an abuse of power. And this, by the way, we shouldn't be here. This is not where we should be. Yeah. This never should have been a criminal case. This should have been resolved through negotiations. And let me say, Jack Smith has one of the worst prosecutorial records of anybody in the Department of Justice losing some of the most big, high-profile cases, which, by the way, were mostly political cases involving political figures. So why are we here? We are yeah. here because the Biden Justice Department under Merrick Garland and Christopher Wray, FBI, decided they wanted to neutralize Trump before the election. I think they're going to fail. Caroline Levitt uh, from Make America Great Again, Inc., Mega Inc., we love it. Your thoughts tonight. Well, I just watched President Trump's speech, as we all did, and I got to say, he hit the nail on the head. He was 100 percent right. That 2012 decision by an Obama-appointed judge exonerates him. That judge said that it was okay for Bill Clinton to have classified tapes in his sock drawer. So what's the difference here? Well, the difference is Donald Trump is the first president in modern American history to actually do what he said he was going to do to deliver on his promises to the American people. He has the fortitude to continue to stand up to these people, regardless of the endless lies and accusations thrown at him. He's the only candidate in this race that can actually beat Joe Biden. And he is beloved by the people and they can't stand it. You yeah. see it in the and you saw it today at that Cuban restaurant in Miami, the Cuban people loving him because they fled a communist regime that is that have the same things that happened in that regime are happening here in America today. Political persecution. Mark Simone, is this blowing up in their faces? Absolutely. Biggest backfire ever. I'll tell you how well it's going for him. He's got a private jet waiting at an international airport and the judge ruled he's not a flight risk. <laughs> How cool is that? Now, uh, Joe is the expert. My legal strategy would be he should call Joe Biden, offer him $5 million to get this prosecutor fired, too. Why not? It worked for Burisma. 
<laughs> Fantastic suggestion. I'm sorry. How much time do we have left? <laughs> All right. We got plenty of time here. Um, Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, who's impressing the heck out of me, oh, by the way, uh, he's not going to win the election. But if he does, theoretically, he's offering a pardon. I think that's the right thing to do. And he's challenging other candidates to do the same thing. D-16, if you don't mind. This is my commitment on January 20th, 2025, if I'm elected the next U.S. president, to pardon Donald J. Trump for these offenses in this federal case. And I have challenged, I have demanded that every other candidate in this race either sign this commitment to pardon on January 20th, 2025, or else to explain why they are not. Well, I think that's an interesting challenge, and I, I, I love it. Hey, what is MAGA World's take on Vivek Ramaswamy? I think he's been, look, he wants to be president. It's not going to happen. But I think he's been respectful, quite frankly, of Trump. And um, I'm liking him, maybe for VP. Uh, you're pretty close to all this, of course. Uh, Caroline, what do you think? Well, he is listening to what um, the Republican voters in this country in states like New Hampshire and Iowa want, which is a candidate who runs on the America First agenda, a candidate who supports President Trump. We see that overwhelmingly in the polls. And what Vivek is proposing, every Republican candidate should be getting on board with if they want to stand against Joe Biden's weaponization of our Justice Department. And I have a question to ask. Vivek was in uh, Miami today. Where was Governor Ron DeSantis, who wants to be the next president so badly? This is happening in his own home state. He was nowhere to be found, nowhere to be seen today. Shame on him. Yeah, I mean, Mark DeSantis, uh, I'm sorry, Mark, uh, Ron DeSantis, I think some of this is happening because, let's face it, he's just not taking off very much as a candidate. He was the rhino's big hope. Sorry, but that's maybe that's a little bit too negative. But uh, Mark, what do you think? I think we should get the video of us about two months ago saying DeSantis does not have great campaign skills. It's going to fizzle. It has fizzled. He's about 40 points behind now. He may be the cause of this indictment. They see now that he's not going to win this thing. So uh, and, and you're right. He should have been there in Miami. That's his home place. So he should have been there. Appreciate it so much, uh, Caroline, Joe and Mark to be continued. Thank you. And we'll be right back. Thank you. Did you respond to our poll yet? Uh, what do you think? Guilty or innocent? They can tell uh, what show you're watching, how you respond. I don't know exactly how they can figure it out, but they can. So text Trump to 39747. You know how I feel. I hope you feel the same way. Anyway, many thanks for watching, and I'll see you tomorrow. I'll be here.